Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whisker Wear Apparel along with Chuck Davison. I'm Lyle Stokes. Tonight we're going to have uh, a guest on with us, uh, Daniel Parsons. We'll be talking about the uh, Winter Blues on Wheeler tournament and a couple of things that uh, either changed or he's added and some stuff like that. So we want to make sure everybody's up to date. That's the, the next big deal coming up. It'll be coming up the first weekend of January. How's it going tonight, Chuck? It's going great, man. Um, just getting pumped up and getting ready for this upcoming tournament at the end of the month. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man. I have been watching people's posts and and uh, people visit with people and stuff, and uh, there there's some really great fish being caught down there on Wheeler right now. So I don't see any reason for change between now and then. Uh I don't know how hard the bait's going to be to get, but I, I believe that if you got bait, you're going to catch fish. Yeah, and I heard something about uh, being able to fish Wilson, too. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm sure Daniel will go over that stuff with us here in just a minute now. Uh, am I correct in saying, uh, did I understand right that Larry Muse put that gentleman on that 105-pound fish? Was that on Wheeler? That was on Wilson. Wilson. And those two are in conjunction with each other, right? You know, uh, you know, your buddy John caught that one last year with Jason Bridges uh, mm -hmm. a couple of days before the Winter Blues tournament, and then, you know, so you know, there's triple-digit fish all in those rivers. You just gotta, you know, be at the right place at the right time and get them. That's exactly right, and and you know, John and I went to school together, and we've known each other since we was first graders, you know, or maybe before that, but uh, he rags on me a lot about catching that big fish, and, and, you know, I'd do the same to him if I had the opportunity, but it just hasn't been brought up that way as of yet, but someday maybe, but that was a great fish, and I'm so happy for him and Jason that they, they got that thing in a boat, so it was really good. There is uh, something I want to touch on before we, we get um, uh, Daniel in here. Uh, Aaron Wheatley, Monsters on the Ohio is coming up 2016 and I want to make sure that everybody understands that December the 1st at 6 p.m. Central uh, they're going to start accepting entries for that. The first 50 boats entered will receive two Monsters on the Ohio t-shirts free. Uh, you must complete the registration, read the rules and waiver releases uh, and you can find all that information at www.monstersontheohio.com. Uh, before the payment will be taking, they're going to accept 200 boat cap this year. So if you want to get an early takeoff, uh, be sure and, and jump in on that and get your money sent in. Uh, I believe Aaron told us that the uh, uh, entry fee was $200, and uh, it's going to be October the 8th. 2016. So, you guys that's wanting to get early boat numbers, uh, you can get start entering December the 1st at 6 p.m. Central Time. So, uh, get your stuff ready. All right, Daniel, how's it going tonight? It's going good, Lyle. How about you? Not too bad. We're a little wet up here. It's rained since uh, last Wednesday, but. Uh, you know, well, it is what it is. <laughs> it is 70 degrees in shorts weather for the last week and a half. Uh, uh, we, we would like some rain. Chuck, roll tide. 
Roll Tide, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all caught me at work tonight, so if I if either the power goes out or the uh, or I get interrupted, I apologize. So, uh, but we're gonna gonna get through this best we can. Heck yeah, man. And like you were saying, Wheeler and Wilson right now are on fire. For the last month, it's been uh, uh, like Larry Muse's uh, buddy had 105 pounds this last week. There's been a few tournaments. We had a four fish tournament, the Chattahoochee Hilljack tournament, like, like David Arrington last week. They got a, over 130 pounds in four fish. Four fish. Tennessee River, y'all, and, and that's at least and that's only two fish over 34. Type weigh-ins that we can get, but this time of year and going into January and early February, it, it is it is the time for it. It's on fire. We're gonna we're ready to put on a show. Well, uh, that that chain of, of water down there is known for having outstanding fish. Uh, there's a lot of fish in it. They have the correct regulations. They manage it the way it should be managed. Uh, I hope and, uh, that Truman and Lake Ozarks will be that way in 10 years. That's what we're striving for with the regulations that are similar to what you guys have. It's going to make a world of difference uh, to people fishing up our way uh, on lakes and stuff. So it's a really good setup and everything that you guys have. Uh, going on down there, so so that that's really good. Uh, what have you got new information for us about the tournament, uh, Daniel? Well, to recap what we went over last time when we went through the the rules stuff, the rules changes are no trailering this year. Uh, we did replace that with you can lock down the Wilson. Now, if everybody is a friends with Larry Muse on Facebook, that 105 pounder came from Wilson. Uh, it's about six miles downriver from where the launch is. I'm going to guess. He, he, he hasn't told me anything, but I'm going to guess uh, about six about six miles down from where the launch is. Um, next up would be, and, I, and I've had this question a few times, how many people per boat? Well, we did this last year. Uh, we'll do this this year. If you'll read the rules, we don't have a set amount. Uh, Please do not overload the boat. We'll go by U.S. Coast Guard sticker that's on the boat. But this is a fun get down here, have fun. Um, it's a vacation type tournament. Uh, now it, it's starting to morph into a little, little bit different. But for us, you know, we want, we want children. We want the 16 and, and younger crowd. We want the families. If that means getting four in the boat. That's fine, but you still have two fish over 34 inches and three fish under 34 inches that you have to weigh in, whether you have two people in the boat or five people in the boat. Uh, we do have some special prizes for the highest placing um, team with the youngin in the boat, 16 and under. Uh, Whiskerware Apparel is going to offer a $200 prize to the highest placing boat with a, with a team member of 16 and under. We also have a, a few other things. We're going to have the Monster Rod Holders Rewards Program this year. Uh, we have many more people jumped on board. When it comes to the changes, you know, the sponsors is always a big thing, but uh, not too much change from last year. We, I'll kind of run down the, the whole spectrum of them. Black Horse Custom Rods, Monster Rod Holders, Whisker Seeker Tackle, Whisker Wear Apparel, Osnium.com. And if y'all haven't heard of Osnium.com before, it is a uh, LED 
uh, boat lighting source. They do LEDs for uh, all sorts of applications, whether it's trailers, uh, industrial, home lighting, stuff like that. Really, really good group of folks. Uh, Daily and Sun Tires. Daily and Sun Tires is throwing up a set of four new trailer tires to be given away. Uh, Catfish Tech, Fish Life Fish Care, Daiichi Hooks, Hideaway Harbor Marine, Arsenal Defense, LL. Yes, Arsenal Defense. We do have a gun sponsor this year. Welcome to Alabama. Absolutely. Uh, That's a great thing here. <laughs> and also uh, Sea Ark Boats. So it, it's, it's last year really lit Alabama on fire. Uh, one of the issues that we have down here is when Cabela's or Bass Pro Shops comes down here, there's not a whole lot of advertising. But when an independent starts something up like this, and uh, kind of a grassroots, a grassroots movement. The state really, really took a, uh, a look at this and thought, well, this is something different. We've never heard of this. It's like, well, yeah, you know, we have these every year. We've never heard of them. And uh, we had it at the Joe Wheeler State Park Lodge last year and same place this year. And because we had it at a uh, state park, that really, really got the state interested in it. And uh, because of that, like you said, with the regulations, we do have uh, one more hurdle to go. And that's something Chuck and I, I think, will be collaborating on a little bit in the next year or so. Um, we're going after game fish status in Alabama. That's uh, I, I know Chuck has seen this when we went to Jordan and a couple other lakes, but when you pull up to a ramp and the bow fishermen have tossed out 70 to 100, 150, uh, either catfish that they've arrowed or carp that they've arrowed, it's really a rough thing to uh, hold a tournament in and, and to, to see a ramp have that kind of stuff in. So that, that's, that's part of one of the push we're going to have next year is Alabama leads the way in, in – in, at least in the Tennessee River Valley, for regulations and for quality of fish, let's go to the next step. So, that's, kind of that's, a, I had a whole lot there in one thing. So, <laughs> well, you know, there is no reason why every state shouldn't make catfish a uh, game fish. Um, that that is one of the biggest things that that people overlook when they go to talking about catfish regulations and stuff and it is a lot harder to get anything done uh, with regulations if they're considered trash fish but if they're considered game fish they're equal to bass, crappie, all of the other game fish in every state so uh, realistically from my perspective that's the first thing that needs to be done is make them a game fish and then go after your regulations because once they're a game fish, you can get the regulations. Mm -hmm. You're right, and I think with Alabama, when they they really jumped on 34 inch limit because I know in other states it's a little different, but in Alabama, if you're caught with sturgeon, that's jail time. If you're caught with paddlefish, that's jail time. And they did that because they didn't touch regulations on those fish for years, and by the time they finally looked at it and thought. What might be a good idea? Now they're gone. We have one river system with sturgeon in it, and paddlefish is abundant in one river. And that's, they used to be abundant throughout the state, and now it's, they see that, and they're like, you know, this may be something we need to, we need to hop into. So that's, that's something we're going to be pushing for. Well, with the success you guys have had with regulations, uh, 
I hope that you get that passed, and I see no reason why you shouldn't. Uh, it seems to me and appears to me that uh, uh, the people that it takes to be involved with that are, are overseeing what's going on with catfish regulations are on board for so much of that stuff, and, and that's what you need, and, and I really think that uh, uh, if you guys work for that, you can make that happen. I believe so too. It's and what everybody is fighting in other states. Let, let's be honest. Money is going to run it, and but there's becoming a larger tourism draw for catfishing in Alabama. It's a it's a lot larger than it was for commercial fishing. If you have commercial fishing doing this much money, and then you show them the tourism aspect on top of it, the state is going to follow the money. That, that's going to be the first thing they look at every year is, well, this brings in this type of money. But the tourism side of things, when it comes to Alabama, our fishing is, uh, it's, um, if I remember right, it was $850 million in 20, 2014 or 2013. That's just fishing. Hunting and fishing was over a billion, and... That's a lot more tourism dollars and people just coming in fishing than they ever saw with commercial fishing when it was here. Even the farm-raised fish that we have in, in Alabama uh, is nowhere near that. It's a quarter of that. So that, that's that's what's going to – you've got to get in and show the states the tourism side of things and that the conservation will help bring them in more money than harvesting what's left. Well, one thing about it, and I have, have – uh, made this public knowledge as, as often as I can. Uh, if if you want to go to Wheeler Wilson, the Tennessee River, someplace down there, and you want to take a guided trip, and and j not to exclude anybody, but if you want to get a hold of Mike Mitchell or, or Jason Bridges, you got to get a hold of them guys way way in advance. And 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 um, Tennessee River Monster Catfishing Guide Service. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. I just uh, eludes me right now, but I'm sure he's the same way. If you want to get on these waters and catch those big fish, you got to get your name in the hat. You can't just call him up and say, "Hey, I'm Jason, or I, I need a trip uh, next week," because chances are, if the weather's good, he's booked. Mm -hmm. And that is from the yeah Scott Manning. Thanks, Jason. Uh, the reason being is there's so many quality fish, and these guys consistently put these people on those fish. Uh, they stay booked up in advance, and I'm not saying they don't get a cancellation where you can get a trip once in a while, but for the most part, uh, they they're pretty busy guys, and mm -hmm. uh, you know the, that's the reason is because of the quality of fish and the numbers of fish they got down there, and and that just goes back to the regulations that's been put in place. Chuck, what do you got for uh, Daniel tonight? Yeah, Daniel. Um I want you to tell us about this organization that uh, is going to be uh, putting the, the 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 weighing part of the tournament on. That's going to uh, be handling the fish and um, all that good stuff. Tell us okay. about Fish Life and and what they're all about. Fish Life um, has been a friend of ours for probably four or five years now. Uh, the the fellow who runs it, Jody Harrison, he started a I'm going to say a bad word right now. He started a bass tournament uh, a few, uh, two years ago. It's a collegiate bass tournament. 
And the state of Alabama, almost every every surrounding college has a bass team now. And he put on this setup for the the uh, bass collegiate series, and it, and it was to bring in that stuff. Yeah, it's hard for me to describe it, but it it really grew the collegiate side of things. And with him, since he's been friends with us and, and he saw how the tournament went last year, and to be honest with you, we got overwhelmed quite a bit, so we, we looked for help after last year. And with him, he, he was excited. He approached me, and we decided, hey, let's collaborate together. Let's, let's make this a show. These, these people come down here from – we had 14 states last year represented. These people come from all around. Let's give them a show. Let's throw on their vacation. Uh, and this is what they do for a living. I mean, this is they have the stuff to do it. They have the stuff to make it pop. It's going to be a show. This year's going to be a show, and they're going to help run the No More Giving the Fish Back to People so that Bank Fox can release it himself. Uh, we're going to put it in a holding tank in the behind the stage, and we're going to take care of these fish. So hopefully move the way in pretty quickly, and we're going to have more people dedicated to helping people get out of the water or to get in the water to stage everything so we can launch and then helping people get out of the water, uh, getting set up in the weigh-in lines, parking after weigh-in. It's going to be a little more uh, logistically friendly this year than last year. So, you know, last year was fun, uh, but it was the first year. Everybody that's been to it remembers it as the first year. So this year uh, I believe we're going to have everybody – I think I think everybody's going to have fun. Because, I mean, we really put – we wanted to put an emphasis on the show and on uh, fishermen having fun. So I mean, last year we was we was hoping to get 20 boats. <laughs> um, you know, and we was going to kind of be upset if we didn't. And then, you know, 34 showed up. And we pushed it really hard, but it was such a last-minute thing also. It, it was. I think we had three months of advertising uh, last year, and then when we had every, you know, we had 16 signed up at the time. When when we were going into the little get together the night before at the restaurant, we were expecting we had 16 teams signed up. We were expecting 16, 20, maybe 22 or so, and uh, 90 something people showed up. And um, like I, like I said in the last show that. that <laughs> We, we want to thank that restaurant very much. They had some hard times that night, had a cook quit, and I remember the uh, manager come out and ask, do y'all have any more coming? Because we're, we're running out of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Casey and I had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of great people. And uh, we, we went back to the room that night to unbox our catfish that had been sitting there for an hour because we were signing people up left and right. That And... When we figured out how many people we had and, and how we were going to run this on that size ramp and, and setting everything up, we kind of sat on the, the hotel bed just kind of rocking back and forth a little bit. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? But you know what? We, we did it. Everybody was great. We, we're glad everybody had a good time. And uh, we learned from some of the few mistakes we had last year. And I really can't wait till we get this one going. It's, it's going to be fun. Well, Daniel, I will, I will tell you one thing that is for sure. 
if everybody didn't have a good time, they wouldn't have been wanting to know about this all year so they could sign up to come back. That That is a sure tale sign that everybody had a good time is when they can't wait to get back down there to do it again. Yeah, the, the talk has been, the talk on Facebook, the, the phone calls have been amazing. Uh, people I, I've never heard of, people I've never seen on Facebook, people I, I have that weren't here last year, it has really, really uh, been fun talking to these new people. And I meant to say this a minute ago, but we have 29 uh, signed up and paid right now. We have 29 at 30. That's going to be the end of flight three, and we're going to be into flight four. Um, but you're right. Just this, the talk back and forth on Facebook, the chatter back and forth, the chatter in the state, the, the people that's called us up, you know, hey, we heard about this, and, and we've never catfished before, but we would like to come see this thing. Great. Come on up, and, and we'll give them the information and, and let them know how everything's going and how it's going down and where it's going and... and you know, it's it's great to have a community like that that's behind you. It's great to have a tourism board that wants to help you as much as Lauderdale County does, and it, it's they're they're behind us in making this a, a just the most amazing thing Alabama has seen in catfishing in a long time. So because I mean they get excited about it. Uh, we had a tourism board lady there last year. We did everything last year uh, completely grassroots. Uh, no city affiliation, no tourism board affiliation, nothing. And we had a few come out and were just amazed that anything like that could come out of their rivers. They didn't know it. So, and that people could catch it, what they, the way they said, people can catch them on a whim. Now, all of us know that that's not exactly how it works, but, you know, that's why we hold these tournaments, just just part of the fun of it. So this year we've got Lauderdale County behind us. We've got uh, City of Rogersville behind us. The state, when it comes to the state park, is helping us out a good bit. It, um, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, so. the, the older gentleman that was there from the state park, I can't remember his name, but he kept on and on and on <laughs> um, about how glad that you know people come down and stayed in the cabins and you know it. I think it that I think the tournament last year really helped these state parks stay open through this shutdown thing also. It is, and for the people that have, that are not from Alabama, that live in Alabama, um, our state has been going through a budget issue for the last couple of years, and lately they decided that shutting down state parks and shutting down stuff like that, uh, tourism type stuff, was the best answer. Well, Joe Wheeler State Park and the Lodge really it came very close to having them shut down a couple of times. And it, when the city of Rogersville, and I, I don't have the, the statistics on hand right now to tell you how many people are in Rogersville, but that's a lot of their tax revenue. That is, the people who have been there before, Rogersville is, what, 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes off of I-65 coming into Alabama. It is rural. You're going to pass through cornfields. You're going to pass through cotton fields and soybean fields, and it is rural. So when when he got out there last year, he he wasn't lying. The first time I brought it up to him a month or two before the tournament, he said, you're crazy. People come down fishing in the wintertime, you're, you're crazy. I said, well, these, po these people are iced in hours away up north. He, he, you're crazy. Well, we pulled it off. 
and uh, because of that, it, it helped a lot. It helped a lot with our credibility, helped a lot with the, the uh, catfish industry, and it really opened a lot of eyes. Well, I, I want to interrupt you guys for just so, a second here a good and, thing, and, and give these guys at these state parks a plug because th these cabins, and I, if I understand correctly, these cabins are already booked up for this event. Uh, yeah, I, I thought so. Now, with that being said, these are not, uh, for the most part, uh, the ones I've seen, are not just uh, a luxury place to stay. But they have everything in them you need. They are clean. They're warm. They're water resistant. Uh, there's everything you need there to be comfortable. Last year, uh, my buddy John and Cindy and I, and Rusty Stamper, and he brought a young gentleman with us, all stayed in one cabin. We was very comfortable, had everything we need. We took some stuff with us to eat in the cabin and drink in the cabin. We also did some eating out, at, at, you know, like at the restaurant down there. And them guys, did, uh, you know, I know they was overwhelmed, but they really, really had uh, a great meal for us. Uh, it, it, they just wasn't prepared. and uh, But it is a great place to eat. But those cabins are, are very accommodating. They're very comfortable. Uh, you know, people stop by and they come in and you can sit in the living room and there, there are several chairs and a couch and stuff and it, uh, everybody sits around and shoots the bull and, and it's a good time. And, and a lot of the guys would go from one cabin to the next cabin to the next cabin. I mean, it really worked out. And, uh, the, you know, it's, it's like I say, it's not a luxury facility. But it's very accommodable, and, and it has everything that you need to be comfortable with your stay there at a very reasonable price. Mm -hmm. The only one I think they have left is the is the largest one they have, and uh, y'all may be y'all may know this better than I do, but the largest one they have is a five or six bedroom cabin for one forty five a night. Now, how many people can sit can get stuffed into a five or six bedroom cabin? For a 145 and, I, and split that between six teams. Now that's amazing. You know, it's uh, and people call it a cabin, and they call it a cabin. And when most people roll up and see it, they're like, "It's not a cabin." But the the history behind those cabins is pretty neat. When Wheeler Dam was getting built, those were the houses that they built for the the uh, like management and stuff. Because for all the workers, they had tent cities. But all of those were all the management and all the the operations staff and stuff that stayed there while the dam was being built. And whenever they came in and the state park system reclaimed them, they used those as cabins and they redid all of them. They, I mean, those cabins are as old as Wheeler Dam. And to be honest, I, I live two hours away from Wheeler Dam, and I'm trying to remember the name, the uh, date it was made, it was built. But those are, you know, they're 60, 70 years old, I think. But they came in and, and they fixed everything up, and now they, it's what they call a cabin. It's, it's, so it's uh, a lot of people think cabin, they roll up and see them for the first time. Like, well, that's um, exactly a cabin. That's an Alabama cabin. Oh, it's, it's, they're very nice, and those people take care of them. If you, if you need something, if you, if you need a towel, if you need uh, TP, whatever it is, you just stop by over they hook you up. I mean, mm -hmm. it, they got it going on. I, I, was very, I was really impressed with the fact that, you know, that four of us stayed in, in a three-bedroom, uh, uh, it's basically a house, 
with with you pull in there and and all the pots and pans are there and uh, coffee pot everything's there. Mm -hmm. You know the only thing you need to do is take your food and what you want to drink and and we had a great time. I was I was you know thrilled with the whole a whole setup of it. And uh, if you divide like you say if you divide that up amongst two three four how many ever people is going to stay in there teams uh, you can't go anywhere else and do it for that cost. Yeah, that's that's true. Plus, you have a private ramp down there at the end. Uh, it's a little hard to get in sometimes, but it's there if you need it. Uh, we were talking about occupancy. I think one of the cabins was left, and let's see if I remember this right. There are 81 or 82 lodge rooms available, and 67 were booked. Now that's not all tournament people. What's funny is at the same time we're having a weigh-in. I want y'all to remember this so that the day of weigh-in you can act accordingly. But the day of weigh-in they have an outdoor <laughs> wedding going on at the same time as weigh-in. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that um that ought to be interesting. But they had 30 rooms booked for that. So the rest of them has been booked for the Catfish Trail or the Catfish Tournament. And also outside of the state park system, there's an Economy Inn uh, about two miles up the road from there. And it's, uh, and it's reasonably priced. It's outdoor format motel. It's got boat parking. They can set up chargers and stuff however you need to. I know we have, I think they have eight or nine rooms that have been booked already out of, I think they have 40. So, last at last I heard, it, it was eight or nine people booked into there. So it's filling up, and after the economy in, you've got Athens, which is a good 20 minutes up the road. That's the first town you're in when you get off the interstate. That's where the Walmart is. That's Athens. Um, and yes, the very first exit you get off of in Alabama is your Athens exit, and there's a Walmart slap dab right there. You can get your fishing licenses. You can get anything you need. You gotta have a Walmart. You got you can't live without Walmart. <laughs> and this is rural Alabama. This, I mean that that's most what that's what most people have around there, and it's still a forty minute drive sometimes. So, well, you know, I I told Chuck earlier, and uh, I, I'm pretty excited. Um, Cindy had her knee surgery here uh, a month ago, and uh, the doctor released her. We went up for a checkup today and, and just got back, actually, before I signed everybody onto the show. But uh, the doctor told, she said, the first thing out of her mouth, she wanted to know if she could go fish. And he said, yes, as long as you're careful getting in and out of the boat. So he's released her to go, so um, it's on. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. My, my wife's the same way. Uh, Casey had a, we had a little baby boy three months ago. Uh, September 10th was his birthday or was his uh, birthday and she has not been fishing since then and in that time in that time I've gotten a new boat and I've been to almost every lake in Alabama lately and uh, she's seen the pictures she's seen everything but it is killing her it's killing her <laughs> so we're uh, we're working on some some babysitting action for next Saturday and I think we're gonna go or a week from Saturday and we're gonna hit a, a little Little uh, Angel Tree Benefit Tournament that Hold'em Hook Trail and Cad Daily is uh, hosting out of Wheeler. It's a $50 entry, and then it's a big fish tournament that uh, one single fish is weighed in. It's a $50 entry. $25 of it goes towards Angel Tree. Um, 
and then the other 25 is going to top big fish and uh, you know stuff like that to us this time of year whatever we can do you know that, that it puts fun and makes it fun for us but you know to be able to do that little bit you know it, it's, it's fun so we're gonna try to get up there and uh, see if she can't get her a hog in the boat so. I, know, I know Peyton's not gonna want to stay at the house uh, uh, Casey has had to fight Peyton to stay home a couple times. Just when we went up to Scottsboro to fish our last Alabama Catfish Trail tournament, it was 10 mile an hour wind, 15 gusting, 60 degrees, 55, 60 degrees pouring down rain all day long, kind of like it was last winter blues on Wheeler. Yeah. And uh, Peyton, he wanted, he he had to, wanted to, and. I can't tell you how many times he, he looks outside, doesn't see the boat because I'm washing it in the back or if I'm, if I'm off somewhere, and uh, he, he has to call me, Daddy, you went without me. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, he's been a couple times. He's called a, his biggest so far is a 48-pound blue that we caught on Wheeler a couple weeks ago, and, and that kid didn't sleep that night. He, uh, yeah, and, but that's what's so fun about it. That, that's... That's our future. That's who's going to get the trail after me, I hope. And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to keep him out of so much trouble when he gets older. <laughs> it, 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 it did me. You know, we've all been there or have all been Absolutely. all over those situations. And But uh, for him to catch that 48 and a half, we all know a five-year-old, he reeled it up while it was in the monster rod hole, and he gave it everything he could. But that was... Uh, that's his crowning moment. That that was. He hasn't. Every school assignment he's had since then's had a catfish picture in it or something to do with fishing. So, that's my buddy. That's that's what you should be striving for for sure. I. Uh, he'll be great fisherman one day, and and he's got every, all. Will have all the tools that he needs, and that's what it takes to keep him going. He's got some good people around him, so. When, you know the, the trail that we fish and the people that that fish with us and he's been around them and got some good people, really have some good people. It's some good stewards of the sport. So that's right. All right, Daniel, can, can you tell us some more stuff about fish life, about their uh, their 100% uh, release goal, um, you know, zero loss. They're um, you know they're getting into some. Uh, some good old live well fish care products and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, earlier this year, Fish Life is uh, because of getting into the collegiate side of the sport and wanting to do the best they can. They they are committed to 100% release rate and not coming back an hour or two, three, four, five hours later and seeing a bunch of fish belly up. Uh, they have for this year, this year's weigh in. We're going to have holding tanks that are pumped full of oxygen and made. They're going to baby these fish. I mean, and uh, they're so committed to it that they they put their own fish care products out. They have a a live well stuff. Now for us, I I used one in my last tournament and I really got scarred up trying to get that fish out of there. But probably half a bottle treats my 80 gallon live well. But it was, you know, it was some pretty good stuff. I've got an oxygenator in there too. But they have this stuff. It's a little lotion bottle. It's a little lotion bottle. I, I wish I'd have it with me, but like I said, I'm at work. Um, and it is, it's a, 
like a wound care lotion. And I know whenever I net fish and pull them in the boat, I look at them and they're just bleeding a checkered pattern. Put that stuff on them and before they're even in the live well, they're, they're gunked up with the slime right there in that checkered pattern. And that, that stuff does really good. It keeps the sores down and stuff. But they, they are so committed to keeping these fish alive, whether it's bass, catfish, anything. You know, when I first, when we first approached each other to do this, he he said, "Well, can't you just put them in the bottom of the boat on a hundred degree day and they're fine in a couple?" No, <laughs> we all know that we can't do that. Um, but during the summertime, he he helped me with a couple oxygenator systems, and um, he's that that is their goal. Whether it's to put on tournaments or to to help out with the collegiate side of bass fishing or, or help us with this catfishing, get that kind of stuff. That is their main goal. That is their main goal is fish care and keeping these fish alive because nobody likes it when a, uh, somebody goes to the ramp the next day and says, well, you know, there was 30 bass or there was 20, 20, 30 pound catfish belly up. You know, that, that we're all fighting that. That that's a that's a day in day out thing for us, especially down here in Alabama. Where, like I said, it's beginning of December. We have Christmas in a month, and it's 70 degrees outside. We're still growing corn down here, so you know we we have those issues when it comes to heat. We have those issues when it comes to oxygen issues, and they're that's that's one of their main goals. They have half their staff is going to be using is going to be uh, back there on the holding tanks. So that's um you know that was one of the qualities we were looking for and people to help us out that kind of commitment. Yeah, and um, you know all they ask is for you to to bring the fish to them in excellent shape. I mean they they you cannot bring them a dead fish or a struggling fish and them um, you know perform miracles on it. And no. they, they they preach that in and out. You, you've got to bring them the fish in great shape and. Uh, when they release it, it is better than when you called it. That's what we strive for. That's what they strive for. That's and what it, all of us should. And if if y'all get on uh, if y'all get on Facebook and go to Fish Life, um, I think on their collegiate page also, you can scroll down and you can see their uh, stage setup, their big display for their scales. You can see their um, you know their tanks they set up where they weigh everything, and they've they've really got um, you know that they're, they're they're leading the way when it comes to this. Uh, for the past year or two, they um, they were putting on 200 boat fishing tournaments um, in the north and south on the Alabama Bass Trail, and just uh, you know running boats through like there wasn't anything. So. You know that they should be able to handle a hundred a hundred boat catfish tournament, no problem. Yeah, that's um. We had a few logistics things to go over with them because I met with them a few times at their tournaments and let them know, you know, we can't just bring these fish up here and run them in a bag down a a trough of water. Uh, you know, these are 150, 170 pound bags, and and uh, we had to work on the, you know, just the logistics issues of, of having to pull trailers up to the stage and, and handing off fish up to the stage. But they were um, they were they were very excited to, to get this going. And uh, you know, like Chuck just said, they've been running weigh ins for the Alabama Bass Trail for the last two years. 
Alabama Bass Trail is one of the largest uh, tournament trails in the country. In the country, um, they have a they have a 200 boat max every tournament, and they fish it six times a year plus a classic. And they they're used to running that type of stuff through there. They're used to running uh, 200, like I said, 200 boats through there, and uh, that's that's part of. Y'all, y'all have fished these big tournaments. It's not fun to get into a, a huge tangle of boats and a huge tangle of trucks trying to get each other to weigh in. You want organization. You want, you know, you want it. It's the, the easier it is to do, the better time you have. The, the more fun and more enjoyable it is. So that that's what we're really focusing on this year. That's what he's bringing to the table. So it's going to be a show, y'all. It's going to be a show. I'm looking forward to it. Um, for the guys who's going to lock through into Wilson or anything like that, um, is there going to be any set time set up with the uh, the lock or anything like that where they're going to be ready to lock people through, or is it just going to be pull the chain and get ready, or how's that going to work? I wish that I could put a schedule out in the next week or two, but due to commercial traffic, I, it's going to be about uh, the week before that I can give you any sort of schedule. Uh, they're gonna, TVA is going to try to work with us a good bit, but it depends on, you know, like commercial traffic. Uh, one of the fun parts about Wheeler is it runs through Huntsville, so we don't get just coal barges. We don't get just natural gas barges and, and oil barges. We get Department of Defense barges. Uh, we get Department of Defense freighters. We were on Wilson three weeks ago, and this 352-foot freighter vessel for the Department of Defense goes by. It's the largest thing I've ever seen on the river. But it was it transports ICBM parts from Huntsville down to Cape Canaveral or down to Port Canaveral. And because of that we have to it, it's they're gonna get the schedule two weeks ahead of time. We're gonna be able to work with them and hopefully put it out the week before. So Yeah she did it to me. <laughs> she told me she was going to do it I wasn't watching <laughs> Roll Tide Leanne <laughs> That's pretty funny right there Yeah she can't stand it <laughs> I got to tell Vince Nadosky I, I, don't, I don't know if he's in chat or not But I've got to tell yeah, him Yeah he is Roll Tide brother Roll Tide <laughs> Bring it on down. <laughs> yeah, he's if if you're not watching the chat, he's he's been in there on you guys a little bit. I, I for some reason I can't get it to pull up on mine tonight, but well, it's um if you know I don't know if y'all are college. I know Chuck is a little bit and Lyle is a little bit, but last year during Winter Blues, the tournament was the day after. Uh, Ohio State beat Alabama in the playoffs, and, and Vince had to weigh in with his Ohio State Buckeye shirts and, and paraphernalia on. So, yeah, he just posted roll tears. I didn't think he was going to make it into Alabama, but I guess he hid hid his banners and stuff till he got in the. Well, he said he said he watched the game in one of the the places in Alabama, and I don't know how he made it out of there. It's it's because that's that part of Alabama. Good luck. Good luck. Well, now. 
for for people that don't know, uh, Vince is one of the sponsors of this event with his with his high tech uh, uh, hummingbirds and Lawrence systems and stuff and and uh, high tech catfish. Is that what the, the name of it is? Catfish tech. Catfish tech. And um, you know he's he's a really good guy and. Uh, he's he's done a lot of things for for catfishing tournaments and catfishermen, and and he's got some really good deals if you get into the spot where you need something, you know, as far as a burger or Lawrence products or something like that, you can call Vince and get it. But uh, now he does like his old Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. He he really does, and and. Uh, Another one, and I don't know if Doc is planning on being down there, but Doc Lang's a big Ohio State fan too. And uh, Janet and Bink, and, and I, that's probably the reason why Bink fell in the, in the lake down there last year because he was pulling from yeah, yeah, <laughs> pull, pull, pulling for them Buckeyes and, and fell in. The only the only good thing I knew that ever came out of Ohio was uh, Fleetwood Mac, I believe. <laughs> Now, now, Janet will be on you instead of me now. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, now, if you guys can 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 slam them them Buckeyes a little bit and throw in a Reds jab every once in a while, you have both on you. I, I'm an I'm an Atlanta or I was an Atlanta fan, so I, I can't throw any Reds jabs out. I <laughs> I can't talk this year, so yeah. Well, uh, Daniel, could you tell us a little bit about the 2016 um, Alabama Catfish Trail and uh, if there's going to be anything different and what you got plans for next year? Well, we have uh, the tournaments are going to be split between the Coosa River and the Tennessee River. We're going to have three on the Coosa, three on the Tennessee River. It's also going to be a membership this year. So, But 100% uh, of the membership is going to go towards Classic payout and uh, trophies, stuff like that for, for the classic. But we're going to, I don't have the schedule set in stone exactly, but if you go to our page at Alabama Catfish Trail, we have a preliminary schedule set out. Um, we're going to have, right now we've got about $900 worth of prizes going towards the uh, Angler of the Year in points. You have your top three is going to be counted for points. So you don't have to fish all six, but you have to fish three of them. I believe it's three, maybe four. Like I said, it's I'll have it right in front of me. So, uh, but yeah, next year we're also pulling the entry fee down a few dollars. Uh, it was seventy to begin with, with a ten dollar big fish. This next year is going to be a Chuck, help me guys, sixty or fifty with them. $10 big fish. I think it's 50 with $10, I believe. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Al. But um, we're, just, we're just trying to get catfish in the state going. And we have we have new people at each ramp. Each ramp we go to, we have new people uh, hearing about it. New people, it's the first time they've heard of catfish tournaments, but they've been catfishing for years. So they're coming on board. After Scottsboro a couple of weeks ago, we had... I've had four people call me. I had one ten minutes before I went on air with y'all call me from the Athens area. Didn't even know about Winter Blues. Nothing about Facebook. It doesn't get online. He saw it in a newspaper article uh, having to do with the the uh, Winter Blues on Wheeler and called me up just, hey, do y'all do, do other stuff throughout the, 
throughout the year and you know that getting getting people into it like that that's a that's a real real big thing for us and it it, it grows the state it, it grows everything in the state we we partnered with Hideaway Harbor down in Tuscaloosa and they're that's that's part of their passion too they they're a pretty good they're a decent bass cat dealer they're a, a really good sea art dealer and a good crestliner dealer but um when when they came up to the Sea Ark Invitational last year, they they really they stepped back and thought, we've never heard of this, never heard of this kind of stuff. But it's businesses like that stepping on board, getting on board with us in the state, and that really drives it. That really helps to drive it because I, the last two years I've done this, Chuck, Chuck's helped out. A lot of people's helped us out with this. But the more you have backing in the state, the more you have uh, local backing, the more you have just Stuff to help you get people to help you get the word out. That really, really grows a trail, and that's that's where we're at now. Uh, we're growing to the point to where we're finally getting those, you know, 15, 20 boat, 25 boat turnouts, and uh, then you have Winter Blues, which we still have Winter Blues lumped in with Alabama Catfish Trail. In 2016, after the 2016 Winter Blues, Winter Blues on Wheeler will be getting its own website, its own Facebook page. Uh, because to be honest with y'all, it's been difficult to try to co-mingle the two of them, so we're splitting them. We're going to grow one and grow the other completely separate, and uh, I think that's the way to go. That's that's part of the changes for next year. So, right, yeah, I like the. Uh, you know, it'd be awesome if if you do the um, championship with at least four events. Um, you know, because that that'll kind of force some guys to to you know get away from their home waters so to speak and come on down and, and fish fish against the other guys on their water because you know some of the guys will go fish the Tennessee River and you know live on the Coosa um, you know but then again when you go up to the Tennessee River that's the only time you see most of those guys is when you go up there mm -hmm. so it, it gets them out of comfort zone and when I first when I started catching Chuck knows this a little bit, but when I started catfishing, I lived in the uh, Hueytown Vesper side of Alabama, which is over near Tuscaloosa. It's uh, closer to Mississippi than it is Georgia. Home of Davy Allison. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, the only trail in Alabama, the only tournaments in Alabama, were on the Coosa River. First time I ever stepped foot on the Coosa River was to fish a, a catfish tournament. And every single one of those tournaments was over an hour away from me. But it was something. It was anything. And going from the Warrior River, which is, uh, y'all think the Tennessee River's good. I'm glad the Warrior River's an hour away from any interstate. Y'all can't get on it because that, that is the hidden gem in Alabama. <laughs> that's the hidden, that, that's, that holds our state record right now at um, uh, 132, I believe, for a blue cat. Yeah, and 120. Yeah. Is it? Okay. My, yeah, that's a that's a monster though. Man. Got my numbers mixed up, but that it also holds other state records. I mean that you know, Tennessee River's nice and everything, but come down on the Warrior, ooh, and it's not near as big as Tennessee River. But he, even then, got a seventy-five pound hybrid stripe, landlocked stripe. Yes, that's sir. Same water. Yep. Just um, it was twenty miles north of it, upriver from it, out of the Gorgas Steam Plant. It, it's got some massive, massive, good quality fish in it. It's one of the oldest reservoirs in Alabama. But, uh, yeah, that was my home water. It was a skipjack river. And you want to become a better fisherman, 
get off that river and go somewhere you've never been. Especially one that if you're used to using skipjack all year long and all the time and you get on the Coosa, they don't have skipjack on the Coosa. So you got to find something else. And you, that'll, that'll make you a better fisherman. I guarantee that makes you a better fisherman. So that's, you know, when I first got into catfishing, that's all I did. That's the tournaments I went to. Uh, we're all on the Coosa River. I'm, I'm still I'm still trying to use skipjack. I'm, I did okay, but then I learned these people are whooping my butt with, what 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 do you got over there? Shad. What's that? So you have to learn. You know, you, you have to learn all these new things. Learn learn to actually catch bait instead of with a net instead of um, rod and reel. And uh, it it really makes you a better fisherman. So we're gonna try to pull some of the people down from Tennessee River down to the Coosa and uh, see what they got. Same vice versa. I got a Matthew Meeks that's on uh, the Coosa River. He 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 signed up for the uh, Winter Blues on Wheeler. I want to see what he does on the Tennessee River. Yeah, he Get came him. up and fished the Scottsboro tournament, but that's the first time he's ever been on Gunnersville. So, um, I mean, he he goes up and fishes with Jason Bridges a lot. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he's a really good all-around fisherman. But you know, he's, uh, you know, his home is the Coosa. He knows it like the back of yeah. his hands. And and for anybody coming down to Alabama that's never been into Alabama before, when you come to the uh, the captain's meeting the night before. It's going to be at the Rogersville First Baptist Church. Uh, we're going to be serving food. It's going to be technically free, but if you don't mind, please give a donation to the church as you come in, and, and we'll feed you. It's going to be uh, what us in the South call a uh, a uh, New Year's Eve or a New Year's Day meal. It's going to be black-eyed peas, ham, good stuff like that. So, but But when y'all were there... When you see this fella in a cut-off shirt and no sleeves, and he's got a beard like this, that, that's Mr. Meeks. Why don't you go up and talk to him? That, that, is, that is central Alabama. That's all you need to know about Alabama. Go up and talk to Mr. Meeks. He'll, uh, he'll talk to you. I hope he's listening. <laughs> he's a good old fella. He sure is. He, he, he gives his shirt off his back. You know, and that's that's the difference. You know, we was talking about them bass guys earlier, and, and how they don't get along quite like the catfishing guys does, and that's the difference. Uh, catfishing crowd is a different set of people than crappie fishermen or bass fishermen or anybody else. They're they're mostly down home. They like to get on each other a little bit, have a good time. They'll be the first one to congratulate you if you beat them. They'll be the first one that'll be there if you're in trouble. And you just don't see that a lot of times with a lot of other sports. Mm -mm. The, the camaraderie it really, really makes this a wonderful sport to be a part of. Um, you know, we, we've all bass, or I think we all bass. I, I, I bass that's fish. where we all started. So, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, when I started, when I was 16, it, it was or when I started fishing tournaments by myself when I was 16, that's all we had were bass tournaments. Right. And you get in there, and, and some of them people, like we were saying before, you can give them money. You can just throw money at them, and they'll find some way, not everybody, but a, a good amount of people. And you don't seem to have that in the catfish community. I mean, if you've done something wrong, they're going to call you out. Um, and uh, But, you know, the, the camaraderie and, and the sportsmanship in this in this uh Sport really, really make it what it is. So, 
speaking of camaraderie, uh, Chuck made the statement earlier that there wasn't uh, the Fleetwood Mac was probably the best thing that ever come out of Ohio, and he no more than got that out of his mouth as I started getting messages. <laughs> and uh, of course, first thing out is don't be hating on the Reds. Well, you know it is what it is. <laughs> this the Reds, but she just wants you to know, Chuck. Uh, this is Janet Fox, by the way. She sent this message is. If that's the only good thing to come out of, of Ohio, what about her and Bing? Because she considers them to be pretty cool people, and, and uh, you, you know, you kind of stepped in it here, but you're, you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about, uh, you know, a major famous, um, you know, that, that makes the state known, you know. We're comparing a... Uh, you know, football teams here is what we was comparing. So, Fleetwood Mac made uh, Ohio, you know, stand out. So, I don't know what wasn't the Drew Carey show uh, from Ohio. Do y'all remember that show? I no, remember the show. I didn't, I didn't watch it. But, you know, I'm thinking that <laughs> that from my perspective, and 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 I wasn't a big Fleetwood Mac fan. I do know who they was, and I did hear some of their music back in the day. But from my perspective. Uh, Janet and Bink's probably a bigger deal to me than they ever was. <laughs> you know, you go to a catfish tournament, you don't have to beat them two, and, and that's the way it is. And uh, you know, I, like I say, I, I know who they the the Fleetwood Mac was, and, and I remember their music and stuff back a hundred years ago. But uh, if you show up to Alabama Catfish Trail, you're gonna have to beat them two this year, like. We all tried to do last year, and it didn't happen. It don't matter where you go; you're gonna have to beat them. Yeah, they, they're ready. They and pulled some good fish out of weather last year. They did. Good and fish. A couple of the finest people in the sport. They're just really great people. But man, we all love to get on them, and believe me, they they like to give it back. So that works out really well. Yeah, I I learned a bunch from them guys just talking to them. Uh, you know, at, at monsters, a uh, few different people. You know, and they let me know how let me know how important it was not to put you know bait in the water pre-fishing and, and and what you can what you can come back with on tournament day if you don't ruin your fishing by you know catching them the the days prior and um, you know really the guys who came back were really good fish. You know they they didn't go off and uh, fish those spots the day before so. Uh, I'm gonna have to try to get straight here and and uh, just try not to catch no fish the day before. I mean that's it's killing me. <laughs> I don't ever get to go fishing here anymore hardly, and then and then just ride around and looking for them. That's that's gonna be hard to do. Well, what you better do is protect yourself from Janet when you see her. She's <laughs> she's gonna be on you like she's been on me a couple of times. So uh, and of course I'm not gonna ag her on or nothing. <laughs> well, Daniel, it sounds like everything is, is going on down there, and, and we're all looking forward to to everything. Uh, everybody getting down there and having a great time, and and the fishing's always pretty good down there. And I know right now they're laying them out, so uh, it'll be a really really fun tournament for everybody to show up. And it's in the middle of the winter; you're not going to be doing anything else anyhow. So uh, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Oh, we, we hope so, and as long as the weather holds out, I think we're going to be in for a, a good time. Really, really do. I, I do, too. Um, one other thing that, that's kind of off-subject from, from what we got, and, and since you're on here, I know you're aware of this, and uh, I, I want to... We're, we're going to talk about this in depth uh, next week, but... Um, in 2000, February, I believe it's uh, February the 27th, if I remember correctly, uh, the first annual Catfish Conference is going to be held. And uh, Steve gave me a call earlier tonight, and uh, we, we had already had the show planned out. And we, we want to visit about this, but this is going to be a big deal. There's going to be a lot of, of vendors, uh, a lot of sponsorship deals, a lot of people going in and out. Again, this is going to be in the dead time of winter when, when everybody's sitting around and for the most part either are not fishing or cannot fish. Uh, and this is going to be in Kentucky. And I'll get all the specifics and get it all lined out. And we'll get all this information out next week on this. It, it's going to be a big deal for a lot of people. If you want to see all the stuff that's involved in catfishing, uh, I think all the major sponsors and major players will be there. I think a great number of the big catfishing teams, people will be there. Uh, this is going to be a huge deal. And, and I'm going to get with Steve this week, and we're going to sit down, and I'm going to make notes because I'll never remember it. There's too much going on if I don't. And, and I know that, Daniel, you're aware of this, and I know Chuck and I have talked about it. But I think this is something that everybody that's involved with. Now, this is not something that we're not. There, there'll be some stuff there about catfish conservation, but this is a get together for everybody that's in the sport that wants to do something in the sport or make it better for the sport. This is going to be a, a really fun time, uh, and it's just going to be a blast. So uh, everybody, kind of mark that down your calendar and make sure you're here next week. And we'll talk about this. I've asked Steve to be on the show, and I asked he's kind of tied up with some stuff, but uh, he'll go over all this with me, and we'll do this two or three times um, before before the end of uh, uh, before the end of the the week. That way, I've got everything down there, and and if anybody's got any questions or anything, I'll get them to him and get you answered. But uh, this is going to be a major deal for catfish, and I think that this is something that anybody that can possibly attend it needs to. I know we're going to be there, um, but really everybody needs to really take a moment and step back and see what all has happened in catfishing this year. Um, you've got one of the largest tournaments announced uh, coming up. You have Monsters on the Ohio has had to put a cap now on their entries. Um, you have these big tournaments coming together. You have this catfish conference. What you're seeing here is organization. And growth. And growth. You're seeing organization, and that's the next step in growth. When you have something like this getting together, uh, say what you want about different sponsors. It doesn't matter. This is a marina. It's uh, Versailles, Kentucky, if I remember, if I remember right. Kentucky. Yeah, Mark Colburn just wrote it in there. I, I'm having trouble with uh, remembering stuff tonight for some reason. But they're, they're having it at a, um, I think it's Jeff Jones Marina. That's correct. He's an Excel dealer. They're, have, they're getting everybody, 
Sea Ark's going to be there. Express is going to be All these people are going to be there. It doesn't matter if, if these people don't like these people. or, or This is organization. This is, this is for the good of the sport. This is for the growth of the sport. And uh, just watch out. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna blow up soon, y'all. It's, it's I, I really think that this one will be huge, but I think after this one, it'll really get big. Yeah, this I, this is the time where if you have a sponsor that's been doing stuff for you, and he's not familiar with this coming up, um, this is a good time for you to let them know. Hey, we got something big going on in catfish, and if you want to get more involved, you need to be there. Um, you know, so let your sponsors know about it because they may just barely have their foot in the door right now. Um, you know, and, and they could um, show up, get a booth, and uh, you know, be the next big thing before you know it. Right. Well, we've got some some comments on this coming in from chat. Of course, there was two or three guys that, that mentioned it was in Versailles, and uh, Vince says it's right outside of Alexic, Kentucky, and Vince will be there. Uh, uh, Caleb Page give a hit for the for uh, Jim Hopper, the guy that runs the the, the Excel dealership there, uh, said he done him a really good job on his boat. And uh, you know, again, Vince says, you know, all the sponsors, we we want everybody there. If you're a competitor, that's fine. Just Jump in down there, come in, and, and get your booth, get set up, and let's talk catfishing. I mean, that's what that's what we this deal. And there's enough animosity uh, amongst everything that's going on in catfishing that we don't need to make that part of it any bigger. What we need to do is everybody come together and grow the sport. It's headed in the right direction. We're getting regulations put in. Some of them are not as good as others. We all understand that. But we're getting stuff done. Uh, we're we're getting we're finally making a name for the sport. So let's not do anything to turn it back the other way. Let's keep it going in the right direction. And this this catfish conference will be something that is going to do that. And it's going to bring everybody together. And you can go down there and talk to people that maybe you only see once a year, or maybe you see once every two or three years, or maybe you've never seen before, but it's, it's a good time to be there. I know Rob Whiskerwear Apparel is going to be there. Thank you, Rob, for everything you do for our sport. It's awesome. Uh, but this is the kind of things that's going to separate catfishing from everything else, and, and we got we got to kind of try to hold down the stuff, even though we don't agree with everything. If we can kind of hold it down a little bit and everybody work together to promote it, the other stuff will come along eventually. I mean, it may not come along as fast as nobody wants it. Uh, and believe me, if you don't think so, just uh, call the guys up to the Missouri Department of Conservation because I've prodded them just constantly about hurry up and getting our regulations from the rivers. But, you know, I, I do understand, and I've told them this, you know, I understand it takes time the way they do it, but that's not fast enough to suit me. And, and they understand that too. But this is the kind of things that we need to do to, to promote our sport in the correct way. Uh, back when bass was starting out, and, and bass fishing tournament sports started out, they had the correct guys promoting the sport of bass fishing and tournament bass fishing, and look where it's went. The guys at Forest Wood and, and uh, so many of the other guys, they done the right things at the right time and, and got it where it is, and, and were putting in place the places and the people to do that now. 
we just got to make sure we make the right decisions. Deals like this Catfish Conference is part of that, that deal, to put everybody together in one place so everybody can see what everybody's got and just sit around and have a good time. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it hurts to fall down a whole flight of stairs at once, but you take them one step at a time, you'll get there. And, and it's getting there. That's a very good analogy and so, so very true. Yeah, there, there's been a lot of small things that happened this year that's made a really big difference. A lot of people have put some differences to the sides. Uh, you know, back a few years ago, it seemed like it was uh, you had to choose sides, and um, I mean, it was just it was just so weird to me the way things were were working out. Um, had a lot to do with uh, you know different. Uh, you know, different vendors and stuff like that. But uh, now, now everything's just seemed to smooth out, and uh, you know, some people's come together. Um, a lot of new friendships have formed, and um, it's just made a complete turnaround. I think 2015 um, is going to be the year everybody's going to look back and say that that's when everything turned around. That was a turning point. I think you're right, I, and, and I look, you know, look at what we what happened in 2015. Sure, there were some bumps in the road. There's going to be some bumps in the road every year, but they're minor compared to the 182 boats that that uh, Aaron Wheatley had at Monsters in Ohio. Did anybody ever dream there would be 182 boats down there? I never did. You know, I figured if he capped it at 150, I, that that would do it, and I was it was blown away and. You know what? Everybody had a great time. Everybody got along. They stood outside their motel rooms every night, shot the bull, had fun. They fished the tournament. If they didn't do any good in it, they was just as happy as if they didn't want. Well, maybe not quite as happy, but you know what I mean. Uh, it was a it was a great event, and it'll be the same way when we get to Alabama. You know, it's going to be a ton of fun. Everybody's going to be so happy to see each other because they hadn't seen each any of us. Uh, most of us haven't seen the others since October, so uh, everybody will be thrilled to be there, and it's just going to be a ton of fun. And, and uh, realistically, as much as I enjoy tournament catfishing, if I had four or five events like that a year to go to that I had as much fun as I do at Monsters and down at uh, and at, at uh, Wheeler, uh, I might not do all the little tournaments just because they're so much fun. Yeah, you know, but uh, I probably would. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, back when we first got the show going, um, you know, Aaron's, Aaron was talking about, you know, if, if we don't get any regulations going on the Ohio River, I'm afraid I'm going to have to move my tournament somewhere else because we're not going to be able to get, um, uh, you know, people to come down and participate. And then all of a sudden, some regulations happen, um, you know, then... The, I mean, the tournament was awesome, and I could not believe the some of the way you know the weights that were brought in, the tubs were brought in, um, and it just seems like overnight the the regulations are already making a difference. Well, and you know, it just made a big difference, and I believe after this past weigh-in and this past tournament, um, more people's going to want to come than last time. I, I know that. There's quality fish there. There always has been, but the numbers of them is not as great as they once was. 
Right. And they may not be 100-pound fish, but I'm telling you right now, there's not a tournament in the United States that I wouldn't be thrilled to weigh in 60 and 70-pound fish and have my limit of them and be, I'm looking good. I don't care where you're at. You go to Wheeler, and I know there's 100-pounders down there. You go to St. Louis, and there's multiple 100-pounders down there. But what's your chances of catching one of them every time? If, if you can consistently put in 60s and 70-pound fish in your boat uh, where you have restrictions on a two-fish over 34-inch limit, you got two of them, you'll find them smaller fish. If you get them big boys in the boat, the, the smaller ones should come along. Yeah. Well, Daniel, do you have any uh, anybody you'd like to thank or acknowledge at this particular time? We're running on about an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. I just wanted to run down quickly the uh, the Winter Blues on Wheeler. It's a $5,000 guaranteed first place, $200 entry. Um, big fish pot is included with that. It's going to be a 500 aggregate for the total fish pot or the big fish pot. That's 250 cash. So far, 250 prize in it. Um, let's see. Sign up. Go to alabamacatfishtrail.com. Go to the Winter Blues on Wheeler tab. All your instructions and all your rules will be on that page. If you have any questions, my phone number is at the bottom. Uh, my name is Daniel Parsons, by the way. And um, but go over the sponsors again. It's Black Horse Custom Rods, Monster Rod Holders, Whisker Secret Tackle, Whisker Wear Apparel, Osnium.com, Daily and Sons Tires, Catfish Tech, Fish Life Fish Care, Daiichi Hooks, Hideaway Harbor, Sea Ark Boats, Arsenal Defense. And those are the people that make these tournaments, that make this industry go around. I mean, I have three on here, or yeah, three that have nothing to do with fishing. I have a gun sponsor. I have. A, uh, a bass guy, a tire shop that's helping out a good bit in an LED place. It's, this is the first time getting into this. That's what drives it. Well, I tell you, Daniel, that's something that Chuck has talked about numerous times, and I agree with him. Uh, you're looking outside the box, and, and people from outside the box are looking in. And, and that's what it's going to take for us to grow to the point like, like the other tournament series have. Yep. What do you got for the closing statements tonight, Chuck? Oh, I don't have any at all. Uh, I was wanting to talk about winter blues a little bit, but I think we covered that enough. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know, but, you know, I, I will say this, that get over there and check out what you need to do on their Facebook page. If you need to get a hold of Daniel, get a hold of him. Uh, this is going to be an exciting tournament. The fish are on fire down there. I know everybody that will go to this tournament will have a really, really good time. We're all looking forward to getting down there and, and just wearing those fish out. Uh, the bait situation is, is touch and go at this time, so you might want to bring some bait with you if you got them or stop and get them on the way, however you want to do it. But but Daniel runs a, an outstanding tournament. It's a ton of fun, and it's Wheeler Lake. I mean, it, it, it pretty much, yeah, <laughs> it pretty much speaks for itself. So, uh uh, I, I've seen some pictures and, and and had some people tell me what they've been doing down there in the last few weeks, and, and it's been amazing, and I don't look forward to getting anything but better. Uh, other than that, if you guys don't have anything else, roll tide. Roll tide. Uh, <laughs> 
Jerry Dillard says Texas is having a meeting tonight on proposed regulations on Lake Tuakany. That's a good thing. That's a that's a really good thing. Every place that we can get these uh, these regulations put in, uh, one one or two over 34 or 35 it is a great rule. It ought to be on statewide in every state. I don't care what these guys say, and, and that will eliminate a lot of the issues we have with. Uh, taking these big fish out and, and putting in places they shouldn't be. And I'm going to leave it at that. For Chuck Davis and Daniel Parsons, I'm Lyle Stokes. Thanks for watching the show. We'll see you next Monday night at 7 o'clock.